Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Jubilate Sunday. Jubilation, joy, happiness. All of our hymns talk about that joy. The children sang the hymn, Awake My Heart with Gladness. We just sang a different hymn, With High Delight Let Us Unite. With joy, with happiness. And then we look at our gospel lesson, where Jesus uses the words, a little while. A little while you'll see me, and then a little while you won't, and then a little while you will again. Now think in your own life about how often the words, a little while, are used. Most of the time, those words are used in difficult, painful situations. A child is about to get a shot. And the mother says to the child, don't worry, it will only hurt a little while. But it will hurt, won't it? The child might even be in tears. The friction in a family when a father tells his son to do his homework. And the child replies, I'll do it in a little while. To which the father says, you'll do it now and it'll only take you a little while. A long car trip. Dad, how much longer is it going to take? And for the 83rd time, the dad says, only a little while more. The real serious situations. Asking the doctor, how long do I have? Only a little while. A husband who is soon to be deployed in the military says to his wife, I'll only be gone a little while. A wife whose husband is about to die in the Christian faith says to him, I'll see you again in a little while. We use those words all the time, don't we? And in our gospel lesson, Jesus uses those words a little while talking to his disciples. Our gospel lesson is from the night when our Lord Jesus was betrayed. Monday, Thursday. It's then when Jesus says, a little while and you will see me no longer, then again a little while and you will see me again. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy.
Within 12 hours of speaking those words, Jesus was on the cross, hanging naked, bleeding, dying. His disciples were scattered, running away, denying him, abandoning him, locking themselves in to the upper room with fear and trembling. A little while, can you imagine how long the hours felt from the moment Jesus was arrested until that Easter Sunday? Can you imagine how sorrowful the disciples were? Jesus is gone. He's dead. And we might be next. Can you imagine how frightening and uncertain the circumstances of the world were. That little while felt like an eternity. Would the disciples be arrested? Would they be crucified the same way that Jesus was? How in the world were they going to get out of Jerusalem and back home to try and hide in obscurity? Could they return to the way their life was before, when they were fishermen and tax collectors? Or was all of that in the past, now that they had followed Jesus? Friday evening, Saturday day, Sunday morning. A little while to be certain, but it must have been the longest, most intense, grueling, painful little while imaginable. But Sunday morning, you know what happened. The little while of waiting was over. Christ had been raised from the dead. He appeared to the disciples. He showed them his wounds in his hands and his feet and his side. He preached to them, peace be with you. More than once he said those words. He forgave them their sins, and he sent them out to forgive the sins of others. If you forgive anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness, it is withheld. Jesus was back. Jesus was alive. Can you imagine the 180 shift in their emotions and feelings? and reality. Can you imagine the joy the disciples felt when they saw Jesus, who had died, now alive, right in front of them? Can you imagine their happiness, 
their amazement, their excitement, their certainty in their faith that Jesus was God in the flesh, that Jesus had forgiven all of their sins, that they would live forever, world without end, even if they died in this world. Their teacher and master was God and could not be defeated by Satan, by the world, by the self-righteous. Their joy at knowing who Jesus was, no matter what anyone else said. The disciples were no longer in fear or uncertainty. Christ was alive. He had raised from the dead. They had gone from the greatest sorrow in the world to the greatest joy and contentment and peace and happiness. From the worst of situations to the best. And the joy which those disciples felt wouldn't last just a little while. Last forever. Perhaps Handel said it best in the Hallelujah Chorus, forever and ever and ever and ever, Alleluia. Christ was raised. Now, dear Christian, here is where this matters to you. You see, we all are here on this earth for only a little while. And so often, in just the little while that we're here, we feel great sorrow. We face great challenges. As your pastor, I see this so often in so many of you. I see you deal with diagnoses, diseases, death, conflict, and hurt. This past Friday, I was in three different hospitals seeing three different people. I've been a pastor for 10 years. I've been with 70 families as they've watched a loved one die. Hurt. Loss, pain, suffering, tears. Seen families be ripped apart. 
seen families hurt by divorce, adultery, theft, and sin. I've seen individuals commit terrible sin and live with the consequences in this earth for the rest of their life. All of us have sinned. Sin has caused sorrow and separation and pain and distress and anguish which affects each and every one of us. How long, Pastor? How long must I deal with all that's going on? A little while. A little while. The psalm says, 70 years, or by reason of strength, 80. That's how long we have here in this world to face sorrow and sin and hurt and pain. That's how long we have to struggle and suffer, working the dust of the ground, the thorns which poke and prick us, feeling the pain multiplied by this world. A little while until finally our lives here come to their fullness, their completion, their end in this sinful world. Only a little while and then Christ will call us forth trumpet sound out of this veil of sorrows and tears to be with him. Only a little while, then we die. Now when we die, what happens? Our body and soul are ripped apart, and our soul immediately goes to be with God, even as our body is left here on earth to be buried. And what the promise of Jesus, sealed by his death and resurrection is, is that that is not your end. Your grave is not your final resting place. Sure, your body will be there for a while, but on the last day, God will come back with trumpet, with glory and power on the clouds. All the world will see and all the dead will be raised. And that too will happen in only a little while. Every moment draws us closer to the day of resurrection. Every hour 
It grows larger ahead. On that day, Jesus will raise your body the same way He has been raised. On that day, everything will be put right. Your body and soul reunited. On that day, you will live before God in the new heaven and earth, world without end. You'll be set free from sin forever. You'll be set free from toil and pain and suffering. There'll be no more little whiles when Jesus comes back. Only eternity, only forever, only world without end. And where will you be forever? With God. Before his throne. Serving him day and night in his temple. Jesus will shelter you with his presence. You'll hunger no more, neither thirst anymore. The sun will not beat down upon you nor any scorching heat. Jesus will be your shepherd. He'll lead you to springs of living water. With his nail-scarred hands, he'll wipe every tear from your eyes. Dear Christian, that's what's coming for you in just a little while. Until then, we'll feebly struggle here. Until then, we'll plod on day by day, moment by moment. But even here in this world of sin and sorrow, we're not alone. Jesus gives us a foretaste of what we might expect. We eat the food of heaven, the resurrected, living forever, body and blood of Jesus Christ that was crucified but now is raised from the dead. You eat the food of life. And you live because you eat. And all the sins and sorrows that bear down upon you, bringing you down into the dust of the earth, they're washed away in the waters of holy baptism. And God is present for you, with you, coming to you attached to the word, preached, read, sung, taught call you to be a Christian. In the little while that you're here on this world, God is here with you. And for that, we have reason to be joyful. To be glad, to be happy, to live at peace 
with one another. Jesus is with us. He cares for us. He's died and risen for us. Death cannot defeat us. We have no end except for Christ. Praise God who loves us. Praise God for his gifts to us. Praise God for bringing joy to us. Awake your heart with gladness, now after gloom and sadness. Christ rends death's iron chain. He breaks through sin and pain. He shatters hell's grim thrall. And you follow him through all. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We stand and sing together the offertory, page 192.